There it is, bell for round two, Pacific Coast Boxing, punches and bunches, shoe shines in the corner, hot sauce to the ribs, when in doubt, stick it out, ranchos al hígado, you know where you're at folks, Pacific Coast Boxing coming at you here at a standing eight count studios at an undisclosed location in Southern California, here with my partner, co-host Rick Prado, Rick, what's up? Uh, man, excited to be here, you know, uh, big week, man, big fight this weekend, uh, Loma Lopez, you know, can't wait. I know, you know what the funny thing is like there's a there's a big buzz in boxing, right? You read whatever, you know, whatever you want to go to, right? And we don't get paid to advertise these folks, but we'll mm-hmm. say they, you know, boxing scene, ESPN, wherever you go to, everybody's saying the big fights have finally arrived and we mm-hmm. kick it off with what honestly could be the biggest fight, which is like you said, Teofimo and Loma, right? Yeah, no, in um, you know, when we discussed the five biggest fights from uh, at that point to the end of the year, this was one of them. And it looks like we're probably, this is the only one we're going to get. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And now uh, we'll, we'll go back by the way, I've got audio of us of who we picked. That was on yeah. Ju- June 22nd. Okay. That's when, uh, that was episode three with, uh, Adam Blue Nose Lopez was on that mm-hmm. when we talked about those fights. So, um, yeah, definitely fired up. Of course, we're going to break down that fight even more so than what we did the first time because yeah. because it is fight week. We're going to go and give you the actual tale of the tape, right? Um, and then look at all the different factors. Talk about now that it's fight week, what are the current odds in Vegas today? Mm-hmm. What are the other so-called experts saying about that particular fight? And then, of course, what is yours truly, you and I, the, yeah. the real, the fight fans experts uh-huh. going to say about the fight, man? No, yeah, definitely. You know, can't wait to break that down. You know, it it should be a great fight. Um, you know, the the fans are going to be the winners on this fight. It's regular ESPN. Usually, usually this would be a pay per view. Amen be to that. ESPN Plus. Yep. You know, it's regular ESPN. Yeah, that's a great call out because you're right. The fans are going to be the winners. We're not going to have to pivot back and forth between mm-hmm. some app on my phone. And whatever, right? If there's something yeah. else going on that day, I, although I'm I, well, not going to be hitting previous channel on the remote during that fight. Yeah, no. But you get my point. You can easily pivot to wherever you're watching it on. Mm-hmm. So, and again, right, this is one of those fights. Remember, we were talking about my buddies, right, my friends. Guess what? I'm getting texted, you know? Yeah. Where are you going to watch the fight? Remember uh-huh. we talked about it? Yeah, they're starting hitting me up. Hey, are you going to have the fight? Who's going to have the fight? And it doesn't matter that it's not on pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. It's not so much about, oh, geez, who's going to you know fork out the 59 or $89. It's such an event that people want to get together and see it. No, yeah, it's it's definitely an event, you know, with Lomachenko, um, arguably, you know, between him and Canelo, you know, number one pound for pound. Uh, you have an up-and-coming star in Teofimo Lopez. Um, a lot of people that, uh, you know, aren't big boxing fans have still seen some of Teofimo's, you know, knockouts. Right. And they're excited to see this fight. Yeah. So we're definitely going to get to that. Um, we'll talk about some of the fights, the Ruben Villa, Emmanuel mm-hmm. Navarrete fight, yeah. right? Um, just to remind folks, right, I had uh, I had Ruben Villa uh-huh. in a majority decision. Yeah. It's closer than a lot of people thought, right? Yeah. It didn't I, look it didn't look close. No, no, it didn't look close. <laughs> um, you know, I, I had Navarrete by knockout. I was a little disappointed that uh, he didn't get it done, but uh, we'll we'll break that down, um, you know, in the news. Yep, we're going to talk about that. Obviously, we're going to talk about the fight coming up, and I know you've got other stuff going mm-hmm. on in the news as well. i tell you another couple things, right, from watching the, uh, the Friday telecast, right? Yeah. Um, and we talked about it last week about the difference between, you know, what is a great fight and then what is an entertaining fight. Yeah. You know, they were talking again on Friday's telecast about if you missed the Cepeda Branchick fight, mm-hmm. you may have just missed <clears throat> one of the greatest, you know, top twenty fights in the, you know, in the last twenty years. Yeah. Okay. 
I, I, okay, so I did a little research, right? Mm-hmm. Did a little homework, right? I know you're normally a research guy, but yeah. I did a little bit of research, okay? So here I'm going to throw out just a bunch of fights. You don't have to comment on every one, okay? Uh-huh. But I'm, but these are at least 20. Yeah. And you tell me that this cepeda Branchik fight was better than these, okay? Wilder Fury, okay? Just happened, yeah. right? Great fight, right? Yeah, no. Um, Pacquiao Thurman, yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, De La Hoya Vargas, okay? Morales Barrera, yeah. all of them. Right, these are all in the last twenty years. Morales, Manny Pacquiao. Okay, um, how about Francisco Vargas and Mira? Yeah, remember that another, war? Another war. Yes, Joshua and Klitschko. Yeah, that was a hell of a fight too. Right. Yeah. Back and forth for the heavyweight title at the time, what would be considered the best heavyweight? Right. Yeah. Uh, Francisco and again, Francisco Vargas again against Orlando Salido. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, D- Desert Storm, Tim Bradley against Provotnikov. Mm-hmm. Great fight. Um, Ward and Gotti. You got to throw one of those, if not all of those fights in there. Yeah. Right? Um, how about Castillo against Corrales? Yeah, definitely. You <laughs> okay. Know, it, it, uh... I, I, are you kidding me? Um, any of the Vasquez Marquez, especially the first two fights, mm-hmm. Vasquez and Marquez. Okay. Yeah. Marquez, of course, Juan Manuel Marquez against Manny Pacquiao. All right. Triple G and uh, Canelo. All right. Yeah. What about the fight that just took place last year? In a way against Nonito Donaire. Mm-hmm. Are you kidding me? Um, Lucas Matisse um, against, uh, uh, oh gosh, John, uh, John John Molina Jr. Mm-hmm. Okay. By the way, when you count all those up, that's almost 30. Yeah. And, you and know, you're I, telling me? <laughs> I, I think you have to look at it as historical significance. Are we going to talk about um, the Cepeda fight, you know, two years from now? Probably not. You know, the, these are all legendary fights. The historical significance is yeah, not there in right. this fight. No, that's that's absolutely right. Good fighters, again, both mm-hmm. top ten, right? We're not taking yeah. anything away from them. But when you start to make ridiculous statements, like that may be one of the mm-hmm. top ten fights over the last 20 years. Yeah. Think about some of those fights I just named. Corrales and Castillo? Yeah. yeah. I, there's no legendary way. Legendary fight. Yeah, you know, yeah. It, it, what, had to be like 10 to 15 years ago. Right, We're right. still talking about it. It's Exactly, exactly. If any, again, uh, Israel Vasquez and Marquez, mm-hmm. those wars, Manny Pacquiao, um, the Morales and Bar- uh, and uh, Marco Antonio Barrera fights, yeah. one, two, or three. You just keep going. Yeah. Fra- you know, uh, Francisco Vargas against Murison at the time, champions. Yeah. I mean, so I'm sorry, man, right? But I just it's listening to them again on Friday. I'm like, give me a break. And I, I think it's just, you know, they're a little excited because some of the boxing they've been showing has been really, really bad. Right. And finally you get a fight where, you know, it's a little back, back and forth. Yeah. And, um, you know, they're just trying to build hype for, you know, their network, um, you know, for their promotion. But it's a bit much. Yeah, and maybe that's what it is. Maybe that's what yeah. it is, is that, you know, we're not seeing a lot of fights. But mm-hmm. come on, to make that, those kind of statements. Other thing, I mentioned it last week, great book. I finished the Alexis Arguello book, mm-hmm. okay? Um, if you didn't already know, Alexis Arguello, one of my top, uh, one of my favorite fighters of all time, yeah. right? Um, great book by C- Christian Giudice, um, who, by the way, again, he's the one who just wrote the Macho Camacho book that comes out uh, at the end of October. So... Here's some interesting things, right, about Arguello and some of the interesting things about the fights back then, okay? So, and this is why Arguello should be considered one of the greatest fighters of all time, but he's not always mentioned that way, Rick. When mm-hmm. you think, let me let me just tell you, if I say, hey, Rick, tell me, you know, top two or three, if you had to pick one, Latin America fighters. Yeah, we're, we're talking, you know, 
Chavez. We're talking Roberto right. Duran. Right. That's yeah. exactly right. Tito Trinidad. I mean, yeah. that you start to go right, right, but you don't go to Alexis Guerrero. But yeah. yet, right, three-time champion, which at the time was a big deal. Okay, mm-hmm. um, sixteen and zero in championship fights. He never lost the championship in the ring. The only time he lost the championship or his belt is when he relinquished it and moved up in weight. Yeah. Otherwise, he never actually lost it in the ring, okay? By the time he fought Pryor, which unfortunately are the fights that normally are associated with him, he was 140 pounds, okay? Mm-hmm. He fought one tune-up fight before he fought Pryor. You know who he fought before, uh, for a tune-up? Kevin Rooney. Yeah. Yes, that Kevin Rooney, <laughs> right? The guy who trained uh, Mike, Tyson, Mike Tyson, little yeah. white dude. Knocked him out in the second round, and then he fought Pryor. As much of that for money because he needed that. And by the way... Funny thing back then, you know when that fight, when he fought prior, Friday night in Miami at the Orange Bowl. Oh, wow. Yeah, with 23,000 yeah. people there. Most all of his fights, by the way, back then were on wild, Wide World of Sports, mm-hmm. Sunday, so they were in the afternoons, right? Um, he cleaned out the featherweight division. Super featherweight 130 is where most people think he did the most, most of his damage, right? Yeah. But um, ultimate class dignity, respect, never got into a war of words with anybody before a fight. He was just too dignified for it. Even guys like Aaron Pryor, he said, it's no use trying to piss him off. Yeah. He's just too nice a guy. Yeah. He's the guy that hugged uh, Mancini, cried with his father, because when he beat uh, Boom Boom Mancini, his father was sitting ringside, uh-huh. right? The pride of Youngstown, Ohio. And he went up after both of them and cried. He said, I'm sorry. Sorry for beating your son. You guys have a beautiful thing. What fighter does that nowadays, yeah, man? No, nowadays, it's uh, run your mouth and uh, you know probably step over the fighter. Yeah, you know, all, all, no, that's exactly <laughs> right. He, he was all class. What, what he missed is that, that signature fight that he couldn't get in his prime. Mm-hmm. At the time, there was a young Salvador Sanchez, but Salvador Sanchez was, about, was two weight divisions lower than him. Yeah. And then you had Roberto Duran, who was cleaning out the lightweight division, well, he was at the featherweight, super featherweight, mm-hmm. and they never quite made that that fight. They yeah. met a couple times. Supposedly, they ran into each other at a hotel. Of course, Duran talking his crap, and yeah. it never happened. And then Leonard, of course, was kind of, you know, he was already at welterweight, mm-hmm. wanted the other fights. And then, of course, Leonard Duran fought in 1980. Yeah. Um, Pryor and Argoya fought in 82, and then they fought again in 83. So, unfortunately, Pryor is the name and the staple that Argoyo got, but he wasn't able to get past them. Yeah. They're only two years in age apart, Rick, but at that time, a lot of mileage on Arguello. Arguello already fought over— Probably, se- probably started a lot sooner. Started career. in 68. Yeah. Uh, he had already fought over 75 fights. It was uh, Pryor's, I think, 30th or 31st fight. Mm-hmm. So a lot of mileage. And then, of course, you got the whole, you know, Panama Lewis, give me the special bottle. Yeah. And they've since admitted that it either had antihistamine or Perrier. Either way, the only thing that's legal in a corner in a fight is uh, is water. It was just water. So there's nothing else. So, so you've got all that stuff— Unfortunately, right, he goes down um, associated with Pryor. Yeah. But I'm telling you what, if you've never seen Alexis Arguello, uh, YouTube him. YouTube him against Ruben Olivares. Mm-hmm. YouTube him against Boom Boom Mancini. Even the first Pryor fight, by the way, he was cracking him, which that's the guy could crack, by the way. That's what he did. Yeah. He was 5'10", and he was a 15-round fighter. Put Boom Boom away in round 14, Ruben Olivares in round 13. He trained for 15 rounds. That's just what yeah. he did. All class, needless to say, one of my favorite fighters of all time. If you haven't read the book, read it. It's an amazing book, an amazing insight. Of course, he died, um, supposedly shot himself in the chest, mm-hmm. and that's kind of controversial as well as yeah. to why um, why he did. He had just visited Puerto Rico to open up a gym um, in his name, and then very next weekend um, allegedly kills himself. Yeah. By the way, that was during the same time that we also lost uh, Arturo Gatti. Uh-huh. 
same same right right the uh, same year in fact oh wow so anyways there's your download on the great alexis arguello told you i want to talk about um one great fighter um every single week or at mm-hmm. least every other week i'm on by the way just because the reading uh christian judici's uh, book on hands of stone okay which of course is uh roberto duran and right off the bat what does roberto duran say about himself he says i am not god but something very similar <laughs> <laughs> which was the difference between Arguello and Duran, by yeah. the way. Duran did not give a crap what anybody thought about him outside the ring. Arguello did, uh-huh. the consummate gentleman. So they were complete polar opposites. But at the end of the day, when I asked you about Latin American fighters, Duran's name is the first one that comes to mind, yeah. right? Duran, Chavez, etc. Mm-hmm. So sometimes they say nice guys finish last. In Arguello's case, I don't think he did because yeah. those of us that are boxing fans remember him as one of the classiest elegant fighter man if you haven't seen him fight rick watch him just an elegant fighter yeah. to watch the only fighter by the way that i'd say would be a hell of a fight today would be the gentleman that came and visited us would be mikey garcia yeah because you know mikey took the same path right looking at the glove that he signed for us here mm-hmm. he won 126 130 uh-huh. 135 and then adrian boner and, yeah. and uh broner and uh sergey lipnitz yeah for 140 and i think um a, a garcia in his prime and an Arguello in his prime yeah. oh man at one, by the way, at one thirty or one thirty-five. Mm-hmm. No, no, it'd be definitely a great fight. Yeah. Holy smokes, would that have been a fight? Yeah, you know. And I don't know who I got, by the way. Yeah, yeah. As much of an Arguello fan as I am, uh-huh. Mikey, I think would have given him a run for his money because you could get inside Arguello, mm-hmm. and if you only fought twelve rounds, I give the uh, the edge to Mikey. You go yeah. fifteen rounds, you, you give it to the uh, yeah to, to Arguello. Anyways, there you go, folks. Big, big um, show coming up. We also potentially have uh, Lazaro Lorenzana, uh-huh. right? After his uh, first, uh, after his debut, crushing knockout. If you haven't seen that, you should check that out on YouTube. Um, pretty sure you will ask Lord, you know, uh, uh, Laz when he comes on the show, but amazing uh, knockout. He's already got a second fight scheduled, so we're hoping to get caught up with him. Mm-hmm. Also, ask him about the upcoming couple fights, see what his take is. Yeah, I know. Yeah, definitely. Uh, that way he can uh, break it down. Uh, we can get the fighter point of view. Yeah, absolutely. All right, folks, lot to cover. Big show this week. We'll be back. All right, Pacific Coast Boxing, Alfonso Ruiz, Rick Prado back. Um, boy, lot to talk about, Rick, like yeah. we said. We got the fight last weekend. We got the big fight coming up this week and a bunch of other stuff going on uh, with boxing that I know you're going to uh, inform all of us. So what's going on? So yeah, we'll we'll start with uh, the fight from last weekend. You know, we'll we'll finish off with the uh, the Loma Lopez. You know, at the end, but uh, you know, Manuel Navarrete won a uh, unanimous decision over Ruben Villa. Um, it was a lot closer than um, you know a lot of people thought it was going to be. Um, two judges had it uh, one fourteen, one twelve. Um, one judge had it uh, one fifteen, one eleven. You know, yeah. there were there were two knockdowns in the fight, mm-hmm. uh, giving um, you know Navarrete the the edge. Yeah. Um, also, you know, it turns out that he needed to win that final round to pull it off. Yeah. Um, even with the two knockdowns, um, I, you know, for me, it uh, Navarrete had the early lead, and I think he just coasted after that. After that. Uh, got the two knockdowns, probably could have put him away because Villa was really hurt after the second knockdown. Yeah. Um, and I, th- I felt like he kind of let him off the hook. He let him get get back in the fight. 
you know, Villa started winning a couple rounds through, you know, seven through through ten, started winning some of those and made it a lot closer fight. Yeah. Yeah, what's interesting, like you said, right, if you go by the rounds, two mm-hmm. refs, I mean two refs, two judges had it 6-6. Six, 6-6. Six. Six, six, yeah. Right? Just to kind of level set the rounds. Two judges had it 6-6, six, six, and then the knockdown made it uh, 114-111, mm-hmm. right? Otherwise it would have been, uh, they would have had it obviously 114-114, yeah. right? Um, or 114-112, sorry, is what they had it. Um, and then the the third judge, again, had it seven rounds to five. Seven rounds to five, yeah. So like you said, he needed to win the last round. Here's the thing, right? Um, that being said, when you step back and kind of look at it, at the end of the day, mm-hmm. boxing is 12 rounds, but it's but it, it it's a fight, yeah. but it's divided by 12 individual mm-hmm. contests, right? Yeah. And they're not aggregated at the very end, right? It's, no. not a, it's not a math formula. It's if you win seven rounds, it doesn't matter how badly you lost those five, right? Yeah. As long as you won more than that. And so I think, again— we already knew this, right? And that's why, and by the way, yes, I was taking Ruben Villa, right? Mm-hmm. Um, of course, if people were really watching, right, um, after the show, I went and laid a lot of money on Navaretti, right? Yeah. <laughs> As a, right? But, you yeah. know, but it is what it is, right? Sometimes you got to uh, go with your emotional gut. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that it does expose Navaretti that if somebody can outbox, which we kind of knew, he's got long arms, but yeah. if a guy like Ruben Villa can, um, can outbox him that way, and mm-hmm. literally fight to a draw, to a fight where there's only um, one round difference, Rick. And I'm going to say a light-hitting Ruben Villa, who's mm-hmm. only got five knockouts yeah. and 18 fights. You know, what What does a Gary Russell Jr., um, you know, or should, you, you know what I mean? So, uh, yeah. Somebody who can actually box do to him, man. Yeah, you know, and, um, you know, just watching this fight, you know, I think uh, once he got that second knockdown, I, yeah. I thought, you know, he was going to apply more pressure and finish that fight. You know, if you looked at Villa's face, you know, yeah. his face, you know, the way he was moving around the ring, he didn't look good. Uh, but uh, Villa is tougher than I thought, you know. Well, I, we to- I told you, he's yeah. got the boxing pedigree, right? He's mm-hmm. got the boxing pedigree, so he knew how to box, yeah. right? It was just a matter of, you know, how many how many times during the fight was he going to take the risk to stay inside there? And he's smart not to, right? I don't care mm-hmm. what he says. Oh, you should have went in there and traded. No. Yeah, no. Now, Ruben Villa leaves, and it's like, hey— Right. Yeah. If it wasn't for one round, or if I don't get knocked down, he maybe he wins the fight and ekes out another round. Another round. Yeah. Right. Uh, so I think he did the right thing. Um, he's calling uh, calling out Josh Warrington, who I've mm-hmm. told you is one of my favorite fighters. Yeah. He completely thrashed Carl Frampton, and after that, we haven't heard from him. Of course, he wants Josh Warrington because Josh Warrington doesn't box. Josh yeah. Warrington is a brawler. Okay. Right. Yeah. And that would be a hell of a fight, by yeah. the way. I would love to see that fight. No, yeah, I'd love to see that. But I think, you know, I'm not going to say Navaretti was completely exposed. Mm-hmm. I will say because we kind of already knew it, right? So Via just kind of confirmed what we already knew. Yeah. You get a guy that can box, and Navaretti's going to have issues. Yeah. And, okay, you're right. He hurt him, and then after that, he just couldn't finish the show. Part of that is because it would have taken effort to go down and chase him, and he wasn't mm-hmm. going to do that. Yeah, no. And and Via was just too slick. Yeah, no. But it was a, you know, it was a good fight, you know, it, it uh, between, you know, um, you know, Ruben Villa had a good record, you know, going into this uh, yeah. into this fight. He really didn't lose much, you know. He probably came out better after the fight, even after the loss, than yeah. he did, you know, going into it. Yeah, we'll see what the, how the WBO, you know, he was yeah. ranked number two going into that fight. Um, nobody else had him ranked, of course, by the uh-huh. ridiculous sanctioning body. So we'll see what the WBO does. Of course, that means hopefully when there's fans, we'll get to see him fight right here in our backyard of uh-huh. Corona. Omega yeah. Productions, Thompson, and we'll see what happens. So oh, yeah, definitely. 
Um, other news this week, uh, finally, um, we're getting the Ryan Garcia, Luke Campbell fight. Yeah. You know, they have a date. It's uh, December 5th. Mm-hmm. Uh, the venue hasn't been determined as of yet, but uh, it'll be on DAZN. Yeah, that's pretty good. And I think that hopefully, right, because that's still, you know, December 5th, you could say a couple months away. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, right, Fantasy Springs or, you know, the pond where yeah. we start to get some kind of, uh, you know, modified capacity to go see that fight, man. Yeah, you know, hopefully, you know, by yeah by December, uh, they'll start letting fans in. Um, you know, but uh, other other states are starting to have fights with uh, with fans. Yeah. So you know, California seems to be the last one in line to, to be able to do that. And that could be a better fight. Again, we've talked about it than what people think. Yeah. Right. We had Garcia. You know, hopefully fighting Lenares as one of our top mm-hmm. five fights. I'll take the Luke Campbell fight because Luke Campbell's legit. Um, in fact, um, you know, he fought Lenares and was losing against. Mm-hmm. I mean, Lenares, and then he came back in the middle of the late rounds. Yeah. And then of course, you know, he he didn't do so well against Loma, but he's tough. Yeah. And he's legitimate, right? No, yeah, you know, this definitely, uh, it's going to be a, a really good test for Ryan Garcia. Um, you know, we'll, we'll break it down when it's closer. You know, yep. early prediction, you know, probably, you know, Garcia edges out. I, I'm, I'm thinking decision. Yeah, I, I, it's, it's, it's Campbell's not. I'm telling you, because yeah. here's the thing, right? We haven't seen Garcia yeah. in a full, this one's going to be 12 rounds, 12 because rounds, it's yeah. for the, is it for the WBA? Mm-hmm. Uh, is that what it is for? I know what one of the sanctioning bodies, right? Is, is uh, WBC. Uh, WBC. Sorry, um, so it's going to be the full twelve rounds. Yeah, we haven't seen Ryan Garcia no. in a full twelve round slugfest, no. right? Um, Campbell has, mm-hmm. right? Or at least he's been in those fights. So you know, with Lenares. Yeah. So I mean, you know, I'll save my prediction. Yeah, I'll save my prediction because Campbell's tough. Yeah, Campbell's tough. And it's one of those things. If you can get yeah. through the first, the early rounds, okay. He's shown that he can fight later mm-hmm. in the rounds. No, oh, yeah, you know, and then that'll be the you know, like like you know, there's 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 looking good shape, yeah, yeah, and then there's you know being able to fight twelve rounds. That's shape. exactly right. Yeah. That's exactly right, man. That's exactly right. So right, yeah, the modeling and right, the uh-huh. ripped and all that. Which by the way, I, you know, Brian Garcia, um, Michael Alexis Argoy, by the way, never straight out of shape. Uh-huh. Alexis Argoy, that's what he was famous for. Was always disciplined, didn't yeah. drink, didn't party in between fights. And if you fo- you know follow Ryan Garcia like along with seven and a half million other people, yeah. he always appears as if he's in tremendous shape mm-hmm. and he takes the sport very serious. Yeah. So, you know, I'm looking forward to that one, man. Yeah. No. Hopefully, yeah, we get to see it live. Yeah. 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 That would be nice. Um, also, um, they moved the date for um, Earl Spence and yeah. Danny Garcia. Yeah. It's now on December fifth. Yeah. So you know you're. This is where we're starting to start getting yeah. into. I think there's another fight that what, on that day what, too. What channel are we going to watch? You right. know, are we going to watch? Uh, yeah. You know, the PBC pay per view. We're going to watch the yeah. zone. Um, yeah, and I think there's a, another third fight. Yeah, there is. That I can't think of right yeah. now. They but, don't do uh, themselves any favors, like we've talked about, yeah. because either one of those fights is huge for boxing, mm-hmm. and I don't know why. You know, I mentioned earlier the uh, the Aaron Pryor and Alexis Arguello fight. That was on a Friday night. Yeah. In Miami, by the way, it drew almost twenty five thousand fans. Uh, yeah. You know, at the Orange Bowl and did great on the close circuit that Bob Arum had set up. I mm-hmm. went to go watch it at the L.A. Sports Arena. And so there's no reason why a fight wouldn't do good on a Friday, by the way. Yeah, no, it definitely, uh, you know, especially nowadays, you know, what, what else is anybody going? Nobody's going to high school football games. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, uh, and, and you're not even looking, you know, like, well, who's your target audience anyways yeah. on either one of those fights? It's the fight fans. Like, here's the thing. Ryan Garcia. Mm-hmm. Right. Good example. 
the you know the female following that he has. You think they care if they're going to watch it on a Friday or Saturday night? No. They don't care. They're going to watch or they're going to go. You know, um, Valentine's yeah. right this they, year, February fourteenth. Packed it, seven yeah. eight thousand people at the Honda Center on Valentine's. Yeah. Okay. Everybody can't. That was their date. There was no <laughs> right chocolates and let's go to Roots Chris. Uh-huh. That was their freaking date. And so, you know, it's just odd, man. It's odd. I'm telling you. Some of these guys, De La Hoya, Golden Boy especially, yeah. they can use a guy like me yeah, no, in management definitely. and marketing saying, guys, you know, do it on a Friday. Yeah, it's not that big a deal. It doesn't have to be Saturday night at right. 6 every single time. And I even think, right, kind of like a wedding venue, you know, when people get yeah. married, uh, you know, during the week or on a Sunday uh-huh. because the hall and the place is cheaper. It's cheaper. Same thing, yeah. right? I bet commercials and whatnot are cheaper on a Friday you would right? Think, than yeah. prime time Saturday. Because, I mean, here's and here's the thing, right? Let's just be honest. Let's just say those fights are taking a, a place right at the same time. Mm-hmm. All right? Let's just say both of them are starting at 8 o'clock, right? Yeah. And you've only got one uh, medium to watch it. You can't flip back and forth. Mm-hmm. Who are you going to watch, Spence Garcia um, or Garcia and Campbell? I'm going to watch Garcia Campbell. Yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> me too. That's and, the thing. So and, would and, I. And, and save the 75 bucks. Right. Yeah. That's right. That's exactly what I'm going to do. Yeah. Right, so it's just it's just ridiculous, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, they they did move it out uh, off of the original date. Uh, they're gonna have fans in attendance, and they're gonna have it at AT and T Stadium. Yeah, big venue. That's cool. Yeah. So you know, it'll be nice that the, you know there will be fans there. You know, big enough to where um, same place he fought Mikey Garcia, right? Yeah. 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 So um, the original date was um, November twenty first. Yeah. So you know, almost um, Thanksgiving around there. Know, two three weeks uh, later. Yeah. Um, also, now after months of talk and delays, the third yeah. bout between uh, Tyson Fury and Wilder yeah. seems to have fallen apart. Yeah. Um, Fury said that he's officially moved on, and he'll look to get back in the ring before the end of uh, 2020. Yeah, and you wonder how that happens because yeah. obviously there was the rematch clause. Yeah. Right. And you think if there's a rematch clause, there should also be, you know, the financials should probably mm-hmm. also have been a part of that, don't you think? Yeah. Rematch, no. but winner gets X percentage mm-hmm. and. Right. So they they did have the um, the rematch was the sixty forty split. Right. Um, but um, I think they had to have a um, a rematch by a certain date, or I the see. or the or the contract uh, was null. Null and void. And so you know Fury, and it could all you know it could also be an, a way to negotiate more money. Sure. You know Fury sure. says, "Well, I don't have to do it." You know, yeah. now that there's no contract, yeah, he earns himself an extra five mil to do it. Yeah. You know, so that yeah. you know, that could at that this could be point part it probably it doesn't take place this year, but I think it takes place early, uh, yeah, twenty twenty one because it almost has to. That that is the fight in the heavyweight division to clear the path to uh, AJ. Yeah, and then and, then and if one AJ, of these guys, you know, if AJ has a fight, if AJ was sitting there just waiting, you know, then then I could see it happening. Yeah, you know that right, way. right. Um, but um, you know, it, it could be too. You know, while they're stalling, hoping yeah. Fury gets out of shape. Right. You know, the right. longer he, but he says he's in shape, he's ready to go. So, uh, you know, we'll see how it goes. Yep. Um, in other news, the um, Hall of Fame ballots are out. Yeah. Um, interesting um, interesting ballot. You know, there's a lot of good names on here. Um, the way the Hall of Fame ballot works, you can vote for five mm-hmm. fighters. Yeah. The top three get in. Yeah. And then the other, anybody else with over 80% of the ballots. Yeah. We'll, we'll get in as well. but So, wait, wait, wait. Say that again. So, so you can only vote for five. You'll only vote for five. And the top three are top in. Top three are in. Okay. But if there's two or three other ones that are above 80%, but if you're only voting for five, it's hard to get 80% yeah. 
with the other four or five if if everybody's not voting for the how same many four or five. Uh, how many actually vote in the uh, boxing you um, know no the, yeah that I don't know but okay. I, mean, I figure it's it's a ton of boxing writers yeah. you know it's gonna be okay um, and then you can only vote for five but doesn't mean you have to vote for five right you right know, just you the just max vote, yeah. is five hopefully uh Steve Kim doesn't get a vote yeah hopefully yeah um, but you know a lot of interesting names you know some first uh, first timers on the ballot we got a Miguel Cotto Vladimir Klitschko James Tony, Andre Ward, yeah. Floyd Mayweather Jr. So you've got some surefire Hall of Famers on this list. Yeah. And a couple of them might not get in. Yeah. And then you've got obviously some carryovers from yeah, years got before, right? Carryovers. You've got Jorge Arce. You've got Timothy Bradley, uh, Diego Corrales, uh, Ricky Hatton, Gennaro Hernandez. Uh, you've got um, Wilfredo Vasquez, Fernando Vargas. Um, Meldrick Taylor, who's who's kind of surprising, you know. Yeah. How's he not gotten voting in? Right. Voting in? Right. You know, um, you got Antonio Tarver, uh, Vinny Pazienza, um, <laughs> Rafael Marquez. Yeah. So you know you've you've got, you know, ten. Yeah. Probably fighters that are qualified. More than likely, only three get in. Yeah, and it's interesting because, like, okay, so listening to all those names, right? Uh-huh. Like them or not, the name that to me sticks out that's mm-hmm. that's a you know, automatic is uh, Mayweather Jr. Yeah. Okay. So he's the one. He's got to be. I mean, regardless of what you think about his last fight with McGregor, whether it was a farce or whatever, mm-hmm. the the uh, at, at the end of the day, right, he, he, he needs to be in. All right? Yeah. Hey, Rick, and we're going to take a break. We okay. got a uh, fighter calling in. Okay. So let's, uh, let's take a quick bake and go to this fighter. Sounds good. One second. All right, um, Alfonso Ruiz, Rick Prado, Pacific Coast Boxing, and what an honor and a privilege we have with us professional welterweight fighter, which I, we couldn't say that, right? Yeah, no. We couldn't say that about you know six months ago when we talked to this fine young gentleman, <laughs> but professional Lazaro Lorenzana. Laz, what's up, my brother? How are you, man? What's up, you guys? I'm doing good. Right here working. You that- ready for the next one? That's awesome. I yeah. saw that on Instagram. You've already got your second fight coming up, right? The uh, the story the story's just barely starting to be written. But before that, yep. um, man, tell us about that first fight. Obviously, we talked before how it was canceled. It was moved. Even the fight in TJ was canceled and moved. You finally got an opponent. You get there. Um, I know you've you know you've thrown hands and you've you know we talked about sparred with Manny Pacquiao and all kinds of great fighters. Didn't matter. Your first fight, still have some butterflies, still a little nervous going in there, Laz? Uh, it, it was it was a it was a blessing because I've 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 been working hard since forever. Working my whole fifteen years and I've been wanting to go pro for the last two years and it it was just a, a huge blessing and yeah, when I, I stepped up in there I had a bunch of butterflies up in there. <laughs> I was nervous, like from the start. I even stepped in the building, <laughs> and once I let, I threw the first punch in the first round, it, it just broke free. I broke the ice. I bet that's almost what it takes, right? It's kind of yeah. like what, whether the sport is football or baseball, right? You get that first ball hit to you, or you get your first tackle in football, and it's like, okay, game on. Start to focus. Your training takes over. Um, a- amazing. And by the way, I, I know you and I were communicating. Um, we tried, but they were very close guarded with who can show up. Mm-hmm. So we're looking forward to your future fights, by the way, because 
you know, obviously we want to be there in person, so we can't wait until, you know, do you continue your career, man? Oh, yeah, of course. Uh, I would love to have you, you guys there, be there supporting. And like I said, it was like I need all the support that I need for to bring up my future. No, for sure. My career and everything, and you guys are you guys are part of the team. Um, and for the uh, next fight, your uh, the venue will will they have uh, spectators or it's going to be more of the same? I I actually won't know till next week, but they're saying they it might have they might the commission might start letting people come okay. in to the fights. Okay, that's good. No, that'll be cool. And then speaking of that first fight, by the way, I mean. My my side still hurts from the left hook that you yeah. cracked that guy, man. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh man, you know, I uh, I just finished reading a book about the great Alexis Arguello, and that's what he was known for, by the way. Like a lot of Latin fighters, all right, he was five ten, yeah, and he cracked like no other with that left hook. He had a great right cross, but man, isn't it crazy what happens when you go to the body, lads? And that was a perfectly executed left hook. No, thank you. Yeah. Well, I, my, my favorite punch is the body shot. If if you're gonna fight me, for me, you're gonna get the body shot. And did you know that uh, he wasn't gonna be able to continue? From I knew when I was doing the body shots, I, I threw I, I know I threw like one of them, but they weren't like continually to the body. I mm-hmm. hit one of his arms, and when I threw the last one, I was like, "Oh, he's going down. He's going down on yeah. this one." <laughs> I was um, I was reading again about Alexis Arguello, and he was saying that, he says, you know what, he goes, when I would hit a guy to the face or the head, you could see that it had, you know, some impact, he goes, but when I would hit crack a guy to the body, he goes, I could feel that my opponent was hurt, you know, is that kind of how yeah. it feels when you crack somebody that hard last to the body? Yeah, yeah, um, like, right now... I just got done fighting Alex Rocha, and he he actually just got me in the body shot. Oh. But <laughs> I, I took it. I didn't. I didn't show it. I didn't. I didn't show my any emotion to it. So yeah. I, I fought through it, and and I threw. I gave him some back too. <laughs> Very good, as it should be. By the way, he's talking about Alexis uh, yeah, uh, Rocha. Rocha, the Golden Boy fighter, who uh-huh. we've seen fight a couple times, and he's got a big fight coming up against uh, Rashidi Ellis. How's how's he looking right now? Is he ready? He's looking sharp right now. Yeah, he, he, he's looking really sharp right now. Um, right now, since he's fighting on uh, Ellis, ooh, Ellis is gonna have a big one coming up to him. Yeah, I, I I hope so. I'll tell you what, man, is um, he and and uh, Rocha wasn't gonna fight him. He had a different opponent before because he was on the yeah. Lenar, he was on the Lenaris uh-huh. Fortuna card. Uh-huh. Marlon Esparza was fighting as well, and then that fight was moved. Mm-hmm. Right, um, yeah, Laz, and then now they and it was interesting. That's what I'm saying. It's interesting that they put that opponent, and yeah. because those are two of Golden Boy's, you know, um, hottest prospects yeah. at the at the uh, at that particular yeah. division, right? Yeah. So it's uh, somewhat of a risk, but at the same time, it's like at some point you got to beat those guys, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because right now it's a it's a big part of Alex Rocha's career. He's going to show the people what he's made of. Oh, I believe it. I believe it, man. One of these days, uh, if you can make that happen, we definitely appreciate it. Would love to chat with him. He's got a story as well, of course. His brother, Ronnie Rios, older brother, uh, is a fighter, and he's got a very interest. All fighters, you know, that's why we do the show, Laz. You know that. We love you guys and your story and where you came from. 
and and all of the adversity that you uh, that you have to take, right? I mean, it's a, it's a it's a profession where somebody's trying to punch you in the face and in the gut, <laughs> right? I mean, yeah. And and, and that's, that's what we're assuming right there. Yeah, and and but yet that's what you've chosen, and and you're going to do that. So okay, so you have your first fight, Laz. You crack the guy. The fight's over. Um, any sort of celebration afterwards? I mean, did you? I know you're very disciplined. You stay within your weight from fight to fight, but you had to have gone out and had some kind of a steak dinner, something to celebrate that victory. It, it was funny because after my fight, we ended up going across the street to eat mariscos. I wanted, <laughs> I've been craving tacos, I've been craving burgers, I've been craving steak, and I went and ate this. <laughs> but, you know, it, 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 was, it was a good thing too because it, it's like it's a big part of my boxing career where I got to be disciplined and sure. take part of what I have to do in my career and like when I I got done weighing myself after the weigh-ins yeah. I was I gained like 15 pounds wow and during the week I, I was back at 160 I was only 6 pounds up wow interesting yeah. interesting but wait a minute that fight you fought the fight at uh, at welterweight correct yeah 154 Super welterweight. Oh, super, super welterweight, one fifty four. Okay, I was thinking welterweight. Like yeah. that's quite of a jump from one. So that's not too bad then. That's not too bad if you're yeah. at only at one sixty. That's I mean, shoot, yeah. some some guys will balloon up twenty pounds as mm-hmm. you know, right? Yeah. So that that's pretty good. Yeah, like I, like I, like like Jaime Munguia, he gains twenty twenty five pounds. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why the commission they're trying to allow it on like a contract where you can't pass ten or fifteen pounds. Yeah, and that's why they're they're even um, back in the day. By the way, in the Alexis Arguello days, that's when they would still weigh in the day of the fight, yeah. which was which was dangerous. Yeah. That's dangerous, right? Because you got to kill yourself to make weight, and then you yep, know you're all drained. Yep, and then four hours later, and then those days they're fighting fifteen rounds. So good luck, right? Yeah, so that was that something was like else. A, a suicide right there. I know, I know, right? But they're changing that. And I'll tell you what, though, Laz, is that that discipline eventually catches up to you, right? Whether it's Manguia, whether it's, you know, Oscar De La Hoya, by the way, was not the most disciplined fighter. Neither was Roberto Duran. Yeah. It catches up to you eventually. Your youth will sustain you at some point, right? But at some point, yeah. that, you know, that lack of discipline, it catches up. You can't balloon the 20. That's what kept Hopkins, by the way. That's why Hopkins, the alien, fought until he was 50s. Yeah. He always stayed at about 160 pounds all year long. Yeah. It's like it's like Triple G. Yes, he he never passes his weight class and the weight limit. Where yes, he gains a lot, but he maintains it. So when he gets a fight, he's all nice and strong. Yes, yes. Well, good for you. And there, so there you are, right across the street. Me, a campechana. I love him with some pulpo. (laughs) You know, and 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 I'm sorry. And I'm sorry. You don't got to say it, but you know, for us. You know that are not fighting. You can't have one of those Rick with some kind of Pacifico or Corona or something yeah, like that. No. Not yeah, last. No, no, we we would have to be there to take it away from. Yeah, him. that's exactly yeah. right. That's nice. exactly. You, you guys don't have it for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, trust me. And we would have, we would have had quite a few, man. Yeah. But good deal, man. How, how exciting! So you finally got that under your belt. Um, you got the next fight scheduled. Is it in October? Is what I saw. I think on your Instagram account. It, is November seventh. November seventh. That's right. First week of November. Yes. Very nice. Yes. And and of course we'll have more information on that as you get more information as far as location. Are they going to allow fans, etc. Right. Yes. 
Cool, cool, man. Is it going to be? Is it the same uh, under the same promotion that you fought the first fight with? Yeah, it, it, it's going to be the same promotion, but this time this one's going to be outside. Oh, okay. So that's why they they might have fans. Maybe at host songs. Yeah. So. Let me ask you something. Now, I know it's only one fight, but it still is the first fight, right? It was your first fight, first yeah. pro fight. You get there. Anything you do different going into your second fight now that you've done that first one? Um, going, in, going in my second fight, I know I'm going to feel more more relaxed, more more calm because when the first fight, yeah, I was calm, but I wanted to go in there for the kill. Sure. But. I, I held myself back a little bit, but this time I'm gonna be so more relaxed, not more like not nervous, and I'm just gonna go and go get the the plan done with. Makes sense, makes sense. And you know, a lot of people, by the way, Laz, they'll say, "Oh, it's just the first fight. Everybody wins their first fight." BS. Okay, there's a lot yeah. of great prospects that lose their first fight. There was a Cuban kid, right? Yeah. I think over the last yeah. year who lost, right? On national television, and, lost his first fight. Yeah, he was a he was an Olympian for Puerto Rico or Cuban. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. And Bernard Hopkins lost his first fight. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So so there's no by the way, so did so did Alexis Arguello. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Alexis Arguello, by the way, uh they don't count it in boxing rec, uh-huh. but it's a fact. He actually got knocked out his first fight. Oh, okay. But but so I'm saying, yeah, he did. But here's the thing, and that's why I'm saying a lot of people say, oh, yeah, you're supposed to win your first fight. No, you're not, right? Because the guy that you're fighting, that's, yeah. a, that's a seasoned professional. That's not his first mm-hmm. fight, yeah. right? And as you yeah. know, anything they can happen. They already have the experience. That's exactly right. And anything can happen in boxing. He hits you on the temple or on the chin with you not expecting it. I don't care who you are. You're human. You're going out. Yeah. So so to put a guy out the way that Laz did, Rick, and cracked him with the le- with the left hook and mm-hmm. put him out, that's impressive, yeah. man. It's a funny story. It's like Lomachenko. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like when he fought uh, Salido. That's right. Everybody thought he was going to beat him, and he, Salido had the experience on Lomachenko. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Even though Lomachenko yeah. was, uh, you know, 396 and one going yep. into that fight from the amateurs. All right. Um, that's yeah. a good That's a good segue, by the way, Laz, because I know you're a um, very busy young man. You just finished your uh, sparring session. Big fight coming up this Saturday. Big lightweight. Probably the biggest fight so far of the year to what would be considered two of the best lightweights, Tifimo Lopez, right? Mm-hmm. Just won the crown against Richard Kami. And then, of course, Vasily Lomachenko, like you just mentioned, who many is considered pound for pound, the best in the world, okay? We are now talking to a professional fighter, Rick. I mm-hmm. love to say that, right? Yeah. Professional fighter, Lazaro Lorenzana. <laughs> yes. And how do you see that fight, Laz? How do you break that down? It's going to be a tough one, but... Theofimo is my boy, and I'm going to go with Theofimo because he, he's going to have a mindset to go and dominate um, Lomachenko. Mm-hmm. Lomachenko, he, he's going to do what he has to do to to change his game, his, have his game plan on Theofimo, but I just feel like Theofimo is going to go in there and just try to dominate uh, Lomachenko. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's fair, yeah. and and I think that um, I mean here's the thing: Teofimo's 23 years old, Loma's 32. Yeah. So I think yeah. that you know you could see a, in a fight like this, Laz. I mean, there's no way Loma's going to stand there and try to trade with him, so he's going to try and outbox him for 12 yeah. rounds. Yeah, and you know, Loma. But, Loma- like I said, I, like I said, Teofimo, 
he 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 just got done knocking out Connor. He that just brought his his head higher than he ever thought of himself. And he, he's just going to be much bigger than uh, Loma in there. You know, he could have you know, be 10, maybe even 15 pounds heavier than Loma come fight night. The yeah. the question, right, the question when it comes to uh, Teofimo mm-hmm. is the fight. Yes, he floored Kami, knocked yeah. him out. But the fight before that, okay, was against uh-huh. the Japanese tall, rangy fighter uh-huh. that he had some issues with, right? Mm-hmm. Now, depending on what you oh, read, yeah. right, depending on what you read, and this is important for you, Laz, is that – he had a lot of personal issues going mm-hmm. into that fight, Teofimo did, right? Yeah. And so, um, yeah, so that's got to be, right, that, that, that plate's got to be clear. That being what it's, whatever it is, it was still, right, a competitive yeah. fight with the tall Japanese. That's the only thing that puts a little doubt for me. So yeah. what do you got, Laz? Uh, you have Teofimo in a decision. You got him in a knockout. I feel like they're gonna go all twelve rounds. They're gonna. I feel like Theofim is gonna go by split decision because it's gonna be a very close fight. There you go, Rick. There See, go. there it is. There's our first prediction, first right? Prediction. First prediction. And remember, right? Uh, Linares dropped um, Lomachenko, Lomachenko, and he dropped them later yeah. in later in the fight. Right? Mm-hmm. It wasn't early. It wasn't a flash knockdown. It was a perfectly timed punch. Yeah. Right? And yeah. I could make an argument that Teofimo was faster, quicker, stronger than Linares. And- and, and, you know, that's, oh, yeah. that was, you know, my, yeah, my kind of thinking was, you know, Lenar's chin isn't always there. And he was able to go 10 rounds with Lomachenko. Yep. You know, I, I think, you know, Lopez is going to be able to take his, his, uh, his shots. There you go. There you yeah. go. So Rick and I will have our predictions and we're going to break that down after this segment. Um, for now, I just want to thank you, Lacero, for coming on again. Not only for coming on, uh, you know, because he's a man of his word. He told us he would come on mm-hmm. after he's, his first fight. Here he is. Proud of you. Uh, Rick Rick can attest. I, you know, if it's possible, yeah. I was just as nervous as anybody. I'm like, <laughs> how's Laz doing? Did the yeah. fight start? Right, Rick? Yeah, and I, I texted you. I said, yeah. You know, it's already up there. Yeah, go, 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 yeah, it's already it posted. I said, "Don't tell me what happened." I swear to God, I'm, I'm not even lying, Laz. I was out with my kids. Like, what's wrong, Dad? I said, "There's a fighter who's fighting right now," and I and I want to know how he's doing. It's like I was, I yeah. You probably have more butterflies than me, but who knows? If they test us both, I think I would have matched you on butterflies, man. <laughs> but uh, Laz, I have a funny story. Tell, t- tell us. Along. Yeah, I had everybody. I had everybody watching the fight and. It's funny because my girlfriend was um, recording it uh, on Instagram on my life. I saw that. Um, it's funny because in the gym there's no service. Yes. And everybody was all fighting with her on on the live, trying to get closer, stop moving, <laughs> all the service bad. And she was like, "What's going on? Like, what am I doing? I'm trying to like record for you guys." Oh, gosh. And and then my my grandparents. Yeah. They they were in Acapulco. Okay. I believe it. And there, my grandpa, my grandpa was watching my fight. Well, I was even, I was about to get in the ring. And my grandma actually told him, put the phone away because yeah. they were going to eat. Yeah. And she goes, oh, um, Lasso's going to fight. Mm-hmm. So they bring up the phone and the guy's already on the ground. 
Oh, <laughs> 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 that well, it was. Yeah, you did. You did make quick work yeah. of them. That's that's funny. And I'll tell you, I was listening on the Instagram live, and then somebody was in. Asked, "Who are you?" She goes, "I'm his. I'm his girlfriend." Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I heard that and yeah. I saw her, I saw her kind of moving around, but like I said, and then I had to move and I had to go, and I was yeah. like, oh my gosh, yeah. that. But I'll tell you what, thank God for technology, right? Mm-hmm. That you you know you don't necessarily yeah. need to have it televised. You could you can do that, yeah, right, yeah. Which is which is yeah, because pr- uh, I I did it because in case anybody had a hard time finding me on Facebook, I just went live on my Instagram. Good idea. Good, good idea, man. So we'll we'll have to get that out next time. Uh, once you get information on the second fight, we'll make sure we keep in touch, Laz, and then we'll even put it on our Instagram and everything yeah. that we can do here locally. We're hoping to make start making live fights, by the way, and start you know making our presence known in the boxing world. But I just want to thank you very much for coming on and catching up with us. Pleasure and an honor. You're always going to go down as the very first fighter to come on the show. Right, so you're kind of like the, the the host Pacific Coast boxing. You're right. You're the, you're the you're the hometown fighter. Um, we appreciate it. Keep in touch, and God bless you always, Laz. Yeah. Good luck. No, thank you guys for having me. It's a blessing to be on be on you guys' show, and like you guys support me, I support you guys. Yep, absolutely, man. We support good people. All right, folks. We'll be right back. Pacific Coast boxing. All right, folks, Alfonso Ruiz, Rick Prado, Pacific Coast Boxing, and that was a pretty cool little break there, Rick. No, yeah, definitely, you know, nice nice hearing from Laz. Yeah, for sure, man, for sure. What a great, you know, I say what a great kid, but, you know, he's a fine young man, right, mm-hmm. who has his head, you know, um, on correctly, right direction, yeah. right guidance. Um, I like that he's staying disciplined and Obviously, you know, people say, oh, yeah, of course you're going to say that because he comes on the show, etc. Yeah. I, You know, I've watched his sparring. I watched that first fight. Mm-hmm. Um, he's very technically sound, and he's a big kid, by the way. Yeah. He's like 5'9 plus. Yeah. Um, I kept saying welterweight because he used to be welterweight, I think, but a junior middleweight. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what, man. I mean, sky's the limit if he continues yeah. to be um, disciplined and has the guidance and direction that he has now. No, yeah, definitely. And, you know, those are those are good divisions. You know, the 154... You know, eventually he'll probably move up, you know, 160, you know, maybe maybe finish around 168. Yeah. You know, but, uh, yeah. you know, definitely, you know, we, we would love to get out there for uh, his next fight or, you know, as soon as they're able to have uh, viewers. Oh, that'd be awesome. And I'll tell you, um, you know, I wasn't just blowing smoke up him either. I mean, yeah. winning your first fight is not a guarantee. Yeah, no. It doesn't matter. You know, mm-hmm. you could have a guy who's, you know, 2 and 20. But, you know, you land the right punch and you're not ready and you're kind of, mm-hmm. you know, the bright lights kind of get to you of being in the ring for the first time. Yeah. And next thing you know, you get caught and you may not recover. So for him to do, and I like what he said, right, that once he got in there, right, and he started mm-hmm. focusing, it was game on. Yeah. Right? And that's very impressive. So um, happy, so happy for him. Yeah. Um, not kidding. I really was nervous about his first fight mm-hmm. and, you know, so – um, and again, it makes it all the better when they're just a good human being, man. Yeah, no, no, definitely. You know? um, he's Hope- been always great to talk to, always been great to the show. Yeah, hopefully, again, we'll see if we can get him. I'd love to even talk to his dad about it. His dad would be a kick mm-hmm. to come in here to Standing yeah. Account Studios. <laughs> Let us know how the first fight went, you know, how, how he was feeling, the butterflies, yeah. mm-hmm. you know. 
it'd be uh, interesting to find out. Yeah, we didn't have it. Uh, we didn't have it as part of the show, but you know, off off recording, we uh-huh. asked him about his dad, and he was talking about how nervous his dad was. Yeah, may have had some, you know, some uh, some beverages to uh-huh. kind of calm him, whatever, you know. And <laughs> I I don't blame him. Like we said, imagine watching. It's one thing watching your kid. Uh, at bat, at bat, but another having your kid like getting punched. Yeah, right. You know when when anything can happen in the ring, and you know it's yeah. it's got to be. Uh, it's it definitely you know just being a parent. Yeah, guaranteed he was ten times more nervous than. Oh yeah, Laz was. Oh oh yeah, yo, yo, there's no doubt about yeah. it. Yeah, there's no doubt about it, and that's even low, yeah. right? Try like a thousand times yeah. more nervous than he was, right? Oh my gosh, and then the relief and. I tell you what, man, that's the the life of a of a boxer's of a fighter's parent mm-hmm. because you've got the same thing that we go through with any sport, but yeah. then you've got the element of boxing, which is it's dangerous. Yeah, right. No, yeah, definitely. You know, our kids don't do well. That just means they got struck out. Yeah, and they're gonna get chewed out. You know, by us on the way home, uh-huh. right? <laughs> but you know what I mean. You know, in boxing, yeah. you don't do well. You know, you could be you could be hurt. You could yeah. be something damaged, right, physically. So. Wow. All right. So let's pick up where we left off. We were talking about the Boxing Hall of Fame. The Boxing Hall of Fame. And we were talking about of the list that you provided, Uh right? So just a level set. Um, You talked about Andre Ward, Klitschko. These are like this year's. Yeah. Uh, Mayweather, Cotto, James Toney. But, of course, you got some carryovers in Arce, um, Ayala, um, Carlos, was Mm -hmm. it? Corrales. Melchick Taylor, Fernando Vargas. Genaro Hernandez, Vasquez. So uh, Vinny Pazienza. So here's the thing, and we were saying, um, like him or not, um, Floyd Mayweather's got to mm. be, got to be in, right? Yeah, you you would think he's, you know, he's going to be in. Uh, you know, it. Uh, you know how it is. Even in baseball, when there's when there's people voting, you know, there's there's the one guy that you know is not going to vote for. Yeah. You know. Right. This certain right. You know, player. I don't want them to be unanimous. And I'm going to be the one guy. It's like Shaq. It's like Shaq. Um, I think yeah. it was 2000 or. When was it that he was only one guy mm-hmm. from uh, uh, CNN Sports or whatever? I think it was Hickman yeah. did not vote for Shaq. Otherwise, Shaq would have been the only unanimous MVP in the history of the NBA. Yeah, one guy. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. You voted for Allen Iverson yeah. or something. It's like, come on. Yeah, and you know, there's just you know, there's there's always you know that one guy. Let's yeah. just hope that it's not you know twenty guys that are. I'm yeah. going to be the one guy not to vote for for, yeah. for Mayweather. Yeah. Um, the the one thing though is, okay, Mayweather's a shoe in. You know which two do you not vote for? You've got Cotto, you've got Klitschko, you've got James Tony, you've got Andre Ward. Yeah. Which two don't get in? Well, but I'm looking even beyond that, Rick, because I'm more impressed by the carryovers, uh-huh. right? And maybe because I'm old school, right? Yeah. But I put Hinaro Hernandez in. Yeah. All right. You look around at Standing Acount Studios, and there's three posters, yeah. right, of him. You know, mainline uh, headlining an event. Right. He fought everybody at the lightweight division. Mm-hmm. Um, was a champion for many years. Carried himself with dignity. Okay. Um, very similar to Alexis Arguello. So I, I've got him in there, man. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, okay. Don't get me wrong. Right. I know your guys. You know, we don't have to say Cotto's in for you, right? <laughs> of course, the Puerto, the Puerto Rican fighter. You know. Um, Multi. How many divisions did Cotto win a championship? Did he win three or four? Um, he was a champ at uh, welterweight. We know one forty-seven uh, and one fifty-four. Yeah, one fifty-four. Yeah, um, one sixty because he beat uh, Sergio Martinez at one sixty. Yeah, for, so he's, for, he's at least for a belt. He's at least four. Um, I believe so. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, 
Now, now you get into who gets in first. Yeah, Klitschko or Andre Ward. Yeah, yeah. No, that's tough. That's yeah. tough. That's that's a t- and the thing is because at some point they're all going to get in, right? Yeah, they're um, all going to get in. Even James Tony. Mm-hmm. James lights out Tony. All right, multiple yeah. championships. I mean, there's a there's a guy, by the way, that went you know from shoot from you know uh, um, junior middleweight to middleweight all the way up to the light heavyweight and competed, right? Yeah. And, and the longevity. And it, and it might be Coda that's left out. Klitschko yeah. may get in. Andre Ward may get in. Mm-hmm. And it could be you know Coda that has to wait. But if he said on year. those five, okay, if we had to look at those five, yeah, okay, regardless of the others, I know I got a little carried away because I would also put Vinny Paz in. By the way, yeah, nothing else because of his story and what he accomplished, right? Mm-hmm. To come back, although I didn't like when he beat Roberto Duran, of course. <laughs> but um, of those three, I've got Mayweather. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've got to go Andre Ward as well, right? Undefeated. Yeah, undefeated. Pound, consider, pound for pound. When he retired, he was yeah. considered pound for pound the very best. Beat everybody. Beat a Kovalev twice yeah. in his prime, right? Yeah. It was not a washed-up Kovalev, right? But then again, you know, you've got Kovalev on Andre Ward's. Yeah. yeah. Who else has he fought? Well, he but he cleaned out the division. He did. He cleaned he out did. that light heavyweight division. There was nobody else. He did. Right? You know, there, there just isn't the mm-hmm. big... Uh, you know the big names on there, but that was the name, and, yeah. and he was in his prime, and and he beat him twice decidedly, mm-hmm. or I thought decidedly, anyways. Yeah. So, um, so I've got those two, for sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that and now you and then you got Klitschko, Kodo, and James Tony, um, only because, um, I've got more familiarity with them. I'm going James Tony. Yeah. At least for starters. Yeah. You know. So you go James Tony over Klitschko? I would. Yeah. I would. Yeah, I would. Simply because um, James Tony won championships in different divisions, not just, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we remember a ballooned up James Tony, right? We remember uh, James Tony um, asking, you know, $50 for his autograph and whatnot. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> Even but, though you're sour about that. Yeah, you know, but that's not, yeah, but that's yeah. not right. See, that goes to show you, right? Yeah. I've forgotten about that already, right? Yeah. I remember it, right? But I haven't forgotten. Um, you know, um, I just think that, and and I have to look and validate this, but he won championships at at, at a lot of um, you know middleweight, super mm-hmm. middleweight, and he competed at the light heavyweight and even at the heavyweight division. Yeah, long pass went, and Klitschko pretty much hung around the heavyweight division, and what could be said, Rick, was not the most competitive heavyweight division at the time. Yeah, no, no, definitely, it was uh, it was him and his brother for ten years, and they and they wouldn't uh, and they wouldn't fight each other. Yeah, right. So hard to say, right? That that's why I go with uh, with James Tony. Mm-hmm. Okay. No, yeah, yeah um, you know, I think uh, you know, there's gonna be some upset people, you know, with the, if if five don't get in, you know, it's just uh, you know the way the the rules of voting, you know, work out. You know, there's gonna be some people on the outside, but then again, all the Hall of Fames, you know, is it really fair? You know, a lot of times. You have the NFL Hall of Fames, and you know you have to wait for the certain fu- certain football players to get in. You know, yeah. Major League Baseball. Yeah. Um, you know, but uh, you know maybe they look at, you know, maybe not limiting it. You know, to, you know, three, four, you know, five votes. You know, it'll uh, the more people in, and then you know it should be an inter- interesting. Uh, Hall of Fame in, induction because they have last year's holdovers, you know, Bernard Hopkins, sure. Juan Manuel Marquez, Sugar Shane Mosley, you know, they're all going to be getting in and, uh, you know, should be, 
a pretty good group who are all going who are, in together. Who are already in, right? I mean, is, yeah. is, is what you're saying. So, I mean, they're already in. Yeah, they're Obviously already in. Obviously, it was uh, delayed in Canastota, where, yeah. where I was just at, right? So, you know, it'll be interesting to see, you know, that that would be a good one to go out to. You know, there's a lot of uh, a lot of big-name fighters that we grew up watching. Oh, no, it would, it would be huge. Yeah. And see, the thing is, right, you know, only because you mentioned that um, the Baseball Hall of Fame, okay, mm-hmm of all sports is very numbers driven yeah am i right yeah very numbers driven it's not you know did you have an impact on the sport right Mm -hmm. um you know your legacy is all about the numbers okay right and there's certain statistics for pitchers right number of wins number of strikeouts same for hitters right number of home runs um batting average all that stuff makes a difference yeah right I mean, you know what oh, I'm saying? Yeah, definitely. I'll, I'll give you a player that's struggling to get in who happens to be one of my favorite players, Steve Garvey. Yeah. Right? I, in his era, one, one of the best. You know, but the hard part is, you know, with the, with the juiced ball, with the juiced players, mm-hmm. the numbers don't match up, but he was one of the best in his era. He was one of the best in his era, career hitter of 299, right? Uh, no, but, but mm-hmm. okay, didn't have the, the 500 home runs, right? You get 500 yeah. home runs unless you're, you know, Bonds or Sosa or McGuire, but, right? Back then, 25 home runs was a big deal. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Um, you know, uh, MVP. And so anyways, I can go down that yeah. on baseball. <laughs> but, but okay, so but so baseball is a numbers-driven Hall of Fame. Yeah. What is boxing? Uh, boxing, it's got to be, you know, record, world titles, world titles in different weight classes. Uh, probably impact on the sport. Right. More than any of the other. Right. Um, you know, football, baseball. It's got to be impact on the sport. That's what I'm saying, right? So it's not so yeah. much, you know, how many. Now obviously, you can't go in there with the, you know, a sub 500 record, yeah, right, and say, hey, but I had an impact on the sport. You had to, you had to be a champion, mm-hmm. right? I think you have to be a champion, not necessarily in multiple weight divisions. Yeah, that's obvious because a lot of the heavyweights, right, didn't fight other than heavyweight. Okay. And so, yeah, boxing is a little different. That's the only point I'm making mm-hmm. is that in boxing, it's as much about the impact, even about some of the performances. You know, we talk, opened up the show about having great fights. Even that, by the way, right, punches your ticket. Yeah. It, it really does because I think like, and you know, we said last week, uh, you said Arturo Gotti's in the Hall of Fame, uh-huh. right? But if Gotti doesn't have those wars with Mickey Ward, is he in the Hall of Fame? Yeah, probably not. Right. Yeah. Right, you know, good good fighter, Tuta mm-hmm. Thundragati, champion, but but because of those wars that he had, right, and that's what people remember and the way that he fought, right. Yeah. So that's another thing about the boxing hall of fame. It's your style of fighting, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, all that you know comes into play. You know, um, you know, Gotti's probably not in if he, if he was a jerk. You know, to the to the sport writers. That's right. Very likable guy. That's right. Always seemed exactly personable. Right. So um, you know, it. it uh, you know, always when you have got boxing writers, you know, it, it uh, you never know how it's going to go. Um, but I'm interested to see how this uh, Hall of yeah. Fame shapes out. Um, that's my point, and that's my point, names. Rick. Yeah, and, that, and that's my point is yeah. that in boxing, it, you know, it, it's, uh, you know, baseball, it doesn't matter what style. If you mm-hmm. hit 500 home runs, 500 home 500 runs. 500 home runs, yeah. It doesn't matter. Left, right, you, you know, <laughs> the numbers are in boxing. Like you said, it's a little bit different, yeah. right? Was he charismatic? Uh, was he exciting, right? Mm-hmm. Where his fights must watch, and you could say yes, yes, yes to Gotti. Yeah, right. Yeah. But yet, okay, uh, Gotti made his name what lightweight division? Yeah, lightweight. Right. Um, you know, I would, would I think Oscar beat him up at but I think one forty seven. Yeah, and that was when yeah. Gotti was beyond his prime. But would anybody consider Gotti? You know, 
five to ten great lightweights of all time? No. Yeah. I, right? There's, there's no, yeah. it's not going to happen. Yeah. It's not going to happen, right? Now, ten most exciting lightweights of all time? Yes. Okay. Could be on there. Absolutely. So, there you have it. Yeah. And then uh, and that leads leads us into, um, you know, the big uh, big story of the week. You know, we're finally here. Lomachenko, Lopez, you know, this Saturday night on ESPN. And, uh, you know, looking forward to it. Yeah. So why don't we do this? Let's take a quick break. Yeah. And then we're going to come back and we're going to go through the whole tale of the tape. And we'll break it down. Yeah. We already heard who Laz got. Laz mm-hmm. has uh, Teofimo, right? Yeah. I think he said, was it majority decision, unanimous decision? Mm-hmm. Right, he's very specific yeah. as far, but he said that he has Teofimo in a in a split decision. Split decision. Split decision. Yeah. Yes, going all twelve rounds, which I which I think is pretty smart. I think so. Yeah, you know, right. It, neither one of them been been knocked out. Mm-hmm. You know, Lomachenko. You know, I I really don't see if there's going to be a knockout, it'll be Lopez knocking out Lomachenko. But Lomachenko's shown he's got a pretty good chin too. Yeah. So we're going to talk about that when we come back yeah. here right after this break. All right, Pacifico's Boxing, Alfonso Ruiz, Rick Prado. Um, back to talk about the fight, biggest fight of the year, easily. Mm-hmm. At least, let me just clarify that, biggest fight coming out of COVID. Yeah. That's fair, right? Yeah. Because we did have the Wilder Fury fight uh, this year, right? Which, was it this year? It's been so long. I don't. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy, right? I think I think it was. I think it was. Uh-huh. But so I mean, I so, I don't want to say it was. It's the biggest fight of the year. I'm gonna say biggest fight coming out of COVID, without mm-hmm. a doubt. Okay. Yeah. Actually, you know what? Uh, yeah, it was February 22nd. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so see. it was this year. Yeah. So you know, for for uh, definitely coming out of COVID, biggest mm-hmm. mega fight. Yeah. And this is a mega fight, and this is what we wanted, right? Two fighters that we consider to be the very best at that weight division. Mm-hmm. Teofimo has not established himself yet as far as pound-for-pound pound best. Uh-huh. Um, depending on which pound-for-pound uh, pound that you subscribe to, whether it's the ring, whether it's the TBRD, and I'm probably butchering that acronym, Vasily Lomachenko is in the top three pound-for-pound, right? So, okay, Rick, so tell the tape. Let's do tell the tape. Okay. Okay. Age-wise. Loma 32, Teofimo 23. Mm-hmm. Okay, so edge to Teofimo and youth and yeah. exuberance and energy. Um, reach. Um, height, I should say. Height, Loma 5'7", Teofimo 5'8". Mm-hmm. So not too big a difference there. Yeah, no. Right? Um, reach, uh, 65.5 inches for Loma, 68.5 for Teofimo. Uh-huh. So that could be an advantage if he uses it. Yeah. Right? If he's able to use it. He's able yeah. to use it. Um Record-wise, right? So we're talking about experience. Of course, Loma, the great 396-1 and one mm-hmm. amateur record to Teofimo, 150-20. and 20. So yeah. certainly not um, not uh, not a shabby uh, amateur record by any stretch, no. right? A lot of experience. And then, of course, interestingly enough, their records, they both fought 15 times professionally. Loma, 14-1, and one, of course, losing uh, his first fight to Orlando Salido. Mm-hmm. And then uh, to a female fifteen and zero, yeah. okay. So there's a tail of tape, right? Yeah, no, it um, you know, on paper, you know, definitely looks like an like an even fight, you know, uh, pick em fight. I think um, you know Vegas has it uh, four to one odds, you know, for Lomachenko to win this fight. Okay, and um, you know, it just um, 
it's going to come down. Which is pretty significant, by the yeah. way. Because, you know, it's not, um, that's certainly not a pick em. Mm-hmm. Now, that may change, right? As, yeah. as more people gets... start laying money down mm-hmm. on Teofimo, yeah. that'll change. But And I don't know what they opened up at. That's always the key, by the way. Whatever the line opens up at, that's where Vegas really thinks the fight is at. Yeah. So I have a feeling it opened up a little higher than that. And yeah. Now, probably, and, that, and now it's at four to one. Yeah. It probably got, you know, bet down a little bit. Um, yeah. But uh, I'm one yeah. of those guys, Rick, that like I'll go to the window and mm-hmm. I'll say, all right, folks, put your bet. <laughs> because as soon as I put my bet, the line's going to change. Yeah. Right. I've actually been to Vegas when uh, when I've seen somebody do that, by the way. <laughs> yeah. They put a couple hundred thousand dollars on uh, Holyfield and Tyson fight. Uh-huh. And they said, yeah, y'all better put your bet because the line's about to change. You know, <laughs> it didn't change when I put my ten dollar. No, no. Yeah. At all. It, it, I looked. Uh, I looked like not even a mark. Yeah. You know, Twenty five on. Uh... <laughs> On uh, Lopez to uh, win a hundred. That's right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right, man. So okay. Um, so let's talk about it now. Let's talk mm-hmm. about the actual fight. Okay. Yeah. So okay. Looking at the tail of the tape. Okay. Um, Tiafimo has the experience. Uh, I'm sorry. Tiafimo has the advantage in age 20 th- 23 to thirty two. Uh-huh. Is that a factor? Is it a factor that Tiafimo is younger? Um, a lot it, of my too much mileage on on Loma. What's your take there? It, it could be. Um, I I don't think um, you know thirty two. You know, he could still be reaching his prime. You know, and it, yeah. you know, being thirty two and he's only got fifteen professional fights. You know, yeah. I don't I don't see the the mileage on him. He comes in a great you know in great shape. Yeah. You know, he hasn't uh, hasn't been hit a whole lot. He's you know defensive specialist. So yeah. Um, you know, I don't think the mileage is there. Um, maybe the age difference is more of a disadvantage for Lopez. Yeah. He just doesn't have the experience being yeah. 23 years old. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I think, so you no, know, so no age, no age. So age is not a factor. Yeah, no. I, I and I agree with you. I think yeah. Lomachenko's in tremendous condition. Mm-hmm. We were just talking to Laz about that. He's not one of these guys that balloons up 20, 30 mm-hmm. pounds in between fights. Yeah. Right. Um, 32 is still relatively young. A lot of mileage, by the way, at 396 and one. Yeah. Okay. I think the only time it'll be a factor is if they do go the full 12 rounds Mm -hmm. and, you know, can Loma, and we'll talk about strategy here in a little bit. Can Loma be on his bicycle for 12 rounds and somehow avoid being hit by the thunder from Teofimo? Yeah. Um, height wise, no, five, seven, five, eight reach 65 and five, 68 and five inches for Teofimo. Only if Tiafimo can use that, right? Yeah, you know, um, I, I think this is this might be where the advantage comes in is the size wise. I think uh, Lopez is gonna um, come fight night. Yeah, anywhere from ten to fifteen pounds heavier right. than Lomachenko, and he just looks bigger. Yeah, right? he um, just looks bigger, and he's already talking about he wants to move up to one forty. You know, this right. could be Lopez's last fight at one thirty five. Right. He's already talking about if he wins this fight. You know, he wants to fight the winner of uh, Ramirez yeah. and uh, Taylor. And Taylor. Yeah. Um, so he's already looking, you know, beyond this fight. This is probably his last at 135. And then the other thing is is Lomachenko's probably not a 135-pound fighter. That's what I was going to say. Right. You, you know, it, right. He's come up to this point. Yeah. He's more 130. Mm-hmm. And, and then there's a good chance he probably moves down, yeah. you know, after this fight. But I'll tell you what. Okay, so that – and I, I, I agree. Yeah. Um, the records are the records, 14 and mm-hmm. 1 and 15. No, what that tells me is from an experienced perspective, however, clearly the 14 and 1 that Loma has is much more impressive because of the pedigree and the caliber of fighter that well, Loma's fought. Well, you know, uh, 
his his second and his third fights were Orlando Salido, yeah, and Gary Russell Jr. Right, right, and the only the only loss on Gary Russell yeah. Jr.'s uh, record, by the yeah. way. Yeah, right. So yeah, quality of opponent, not even close. No, not even close. He's he's got uh, Rigando, Linares, um, Pedraza, Luke Campbell. Um, so you know uh, who's who of that division. Uh, yeah. That's the whole thing and all that, right? Yeah, definitely. So okay. So there's the tail of the tape. Mm-hmm. Um, what does Loma have to do to win the fight? I think he's 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 got to not get hit, keep moving. Yeah. Um, you know he can't um, avoid the big right hand. Right. You know if yeah. if he can avoid and not get hit, you know he. He needs to turn this into a boring fight. Yeah. For Loma to win, yeah. we need to come in next week and say, oh, my God, that was a boring fight. Yeah. You know, we, we like, you mm-hmm. know, it has to be the most boring fight yeah. ever and give um, Lopez a boxing lesson. Yeah. Yeah. So he has to fight in spurts. Yeah. Right. It's almost right. And, and it's it's uh, maybe a bad comparison, but just coming off this week's fight, it's like Navarrete and Ruben Villa, mm-hmm. where Villa had to do a lot more movement, a lot uh-huh. more. But you still here's the thing, though. Right. And so I agree. In order for Loma to win, he definitely has to outbox him because I don't believe he can out slug him. OK, no. unless. OK, he's outboxing him. And then in the later rounds, Tiafimo, who mm-hmm. I think. Not sure if he's gone the full twelve rounds. You have to check that. Only once against yeah. Mayoyoshi Nakatani, the right. tall, the tall. Um, That's the Japanese one fighter. I was making reference to and talking to Laz, mm-hmm. right? Where he did not look impressive, right? Yeah. Couldn't finish him. Again, a lot of personal stuff going on. Not sure if he was physically ready mm-hmm. for that fight. Be that as it may, okay. Um, can will and I don't think he would. Um, would Loma go in and finish the show? Right and take the risk. I don't think so. No, I think Loma, even if he's ahead, you know, nine zero, going into the championship rounds. Today's championship yeah. rounds, not the Arguello championship yeah. rounds when he took out Mancini and Ruben Oliveras. Um, I think he continues to box and stay on the outside. Yeah, no, I think that that's going to be his plan going in. Box, stay outside, don't get hit. Um, you know, hit him and then just don't be there for the uh, the counter punching. Yeah, here's the thing, right? Um. I think that, you know, Teofimo and his dad, of course, right, who are not shy on social media uh-huh. and otherwise about calling him out. You know, I've I've listened to Loma on some recent interviews, and it does appear like they're getting under his skin. Yeah. I mean, he's actually yeah. saying, who who is this Teofimo? Who? Be, <laughs> right? Yeah. Instead of the calm, cool, and again, just coming off of the book that I just read, Arguello would never do that. Yeah. Okay, Arguello wouldn't. You know what Arguello said? He actually said it to one of his uh-huh. opponents. He said, why are you so mad? Uh-huh. <laughs> You know, he goes, why do you have so much hatred? He goes, we're just here to box, you yeah. know. And so has he gotten under his skin enough that Loma, if he's ahead 9-0, is going to go in and try and finish him just because, and then he gets caught? Yeah, you know, it. it uh, I think he's definitely drawing him in, um, kind of like uh, Roberto Duran did with uh, Sugar Ray Leonard, yeah. you know, with his antics before right. the fight. Right, You know, got uh, under Leonard's skin, you know, yes. probably got him off his game plan. But I think Lomachenko and and his dad are probably smart enough not not to get caught up in that. You know, I don't think uh three hundred and ninety six and one. Yeah. You know, right. I, I, I think uh you know, their their plan is to go in there, win this fight, move on. Yeah. You know, I there's, mean there's no rematch clause, you know, it's win this fight and let's and, and move on. Right. Um, okay. So we know what he has to do. So now yeah. what does strategically, okay, now what does Tufimo have to do? 
Uh, he has to make it an ugly <clears throat> fight. You know, he's got to get in there, try to tie him up a little bit, work on the inside. Um, you know, the big thing for him is uh, he's got to catch him at some point. Yeah. If he doesn't catch him with that big punch, yeah. it's going to be hard for him to win this fight. And see, what's interesting is that, you know, uh, Lopez is not your traditional, right? He really doesn't have a traditional boxer puncher style. Yeah. Right? In fact, at times he's he's probably just as effective as a counter puncher, mm-hmm. right? I mean, when he knocked out Comey. So in this fight, however, I think he's going to have to come forward from all the way, you know, starting from round one. Yeah. Right? He's going to have to press the action. Mm-hmm. Don't know the size of the ring. We'll have to find out the size of the ring. That's a big deal. Yeah. Pretty sure they went back and forth. Um, yeah. I guarantee you Loma probably got whatever he wanted in the... Right. You Which, know. It's going to be the bigger ring, you would think. Yeah. And so, yeah, in order for... And I think, by the way, you know, we you could say this about any sport, but I think that Teofimo has to get a hit early. Yeah. He has to get a hit early to force... Loma to go in there and take chances mm-hmm. because if Loma starts to put rounds in the bank, five six zero, he's going to be on his bike. He's going to be on his bicycle, right? Yeah, and he's no dummy, right? But if Lopez can start to eke out or not eke out, but start to clearly win round one, two, four, six, right? All of a sudden, Loma has to take a little bit more chances, and then like we talked about, getting under his skin. So that's that's the shot that he has. Um, I think that he is faster mm-hmm. than what Loma, anything that Loma has seen to this point in the pros. Yeah, and you know, I think um, you know his size is gonna is gonna be a problem. Um, you know, the, the the fight I look at is the um, Linares fight. You know, yeah. I, I think Lopez hits harder than Linares. Uh, Linares um, is another fast guy, and um, you know, Linares was able to you know knock down Lomachenko. Uh, wasn't able to finish you know the the the, the fight, but um, you know. Lopez is going to have a better chin than Linares. Yeah. So, you know, I, I I can see this one going the distance, you know, I, but yeah, for, for Lopez to win, he's got to make it an ugly fight. He's got to kind of lean on him, you know, try to try to tire him out. Um, and the big thing is, you know, he's got to catch him with something. Yeah. And, um, you know, if he gets him hurt, he's got to finish him. And I think, though, but that's the whole thing, right, is that like we talked with Laz earlier, um, Linares, um, Linares put him down. Yeah. Right. Lenars put him down. Now, let's keep in mind, Lenars is also a world class fighter. Mm-hmm. Right. We're not talking about some yeah, bomb no, 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 or no. some stiff that closed his eyes and threw yeah. a wild roundhouse and landed. Lenars, when he's at his best, yeah. is probably one of the most pure, elegant. Mm-hmm. Um, um, in fact, yeah, he he reminds me of Arguello at times when he's fighting. You know, the way he should. Like mm-hmm. when he. Um, so, that being said, okay, if, yeah, if Lopez can catch him. Mm-hmm. And you have to believe that Lopez has a lot more thunder than Linares does, yeah. right? And he has more hand speed, and he has the youth and, ex- and exuberance, and he can smother him. Mm-hmm. Then I think Loma's in trouble. Yeah, no, no, no definitely. Um, you know the uh, the other thing that you know if if Lomachenko can get this fight past seven, yeah, you know. Um, you know, Lopez has only been past, you know, seven one yeah, time. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, or like you said, right? So so that's what both fighters have to do. And I think it's pretty mm-hmm. obvious, right? Some of it we're stating the obvious, but but that's what's what that's what's gotta happen. Yeah. Loma can't sit in there and exchange punches with this kid. No. There's no way. You know, right? He's twenty three, thunder, he's five eight. Like you said, he's probably gonna be coming in a lot heavier than hundred and thirty five, probably closer to hundred and forty plus, mm-hmm. right? 
um, the mileage with Loma. But again, I don't think Loma is over that hill yet. I think Loma probably has a few, if not several, fights still at its peak and at its yeah. prime. Okay, stays in amazing shape. Mm-hmm. All right. So, I mean, we, you know, we, and by the way, um, you know, a lot of people will say, "Hey, is this too?" Too soon, too quick for Tiafimo, yeah. right? And some fights have been compared. The fight that comes to mind for me, by the way, is uh, when Azuma Nelson fought Salvador Sanchez. Mm-hmm. Sanchez beat him, yeah. but Azuma Nelson still went on to win a world championship, yeah. but it was too early. Um, we talked about one uh, off uh, podcast here, um, Vargas and, and, uh, Trinidad. and Trinidad, right? Yeah. Probably fought him too early, right? Yeah, you know, I, uh, with that one, though, you know, um, you know, Trinidad had, you know, tremendous power. You know, I don't think... Uh, you know, if Lopez gets beaten in this fight, he's yeah. going to get worn down. You know, right. it's not going to be, right. you know, that one punch that, yeah. that, that gets him. You know, it's going to be an accumulation of a bunch of punches and just wearing him down. Yeah. No, you could see that. Like yeah. you said, I, I think, you know, it's a very astute point you made. Yeah. I think after, you know, if, if this Sunday we're saying, boy, that was a snoozer. It's not uh-huh. what we thought. Then Lomachenko wins. Lomachenko wins. won right. one, 119, 110. Right. Kind yeah. of like a, a Rigondo fight. Yeah. Right. Where he just outboxes him. Mm-hmm. But see... I here's the thing, right? I don't think he can do that. I think that uh I think that Teofimo Lopez is too fast. Yeah. I think he's got too much thunder and mm-hmm. I think eventually he's gonna catch him. Yeah. And I think that Teofimo is in amazing condition and this is the fight of his life. And there's a point, like I said, yeah, is he fighting him too young? I don't think so. He's twenty three. This yeah, is no. not a nineteen or twenty year old kid. Mm-hmm. He's also hundred and fifty and twenty in the amateurs, okay? Yeah. So not his first rodeo. Mm-hmm. I absolutely think. And also, he's not fighting a 25-year-old Lomachenko. This is 32 years old. Yeah. And there is some mileage on the legs. Yeah. And we don't know, you know, and remember, right, um, like Loma, like a lot of fighters, has been dormant mm-hmm. because of the whole COVID. Yeah. Right? No, yeah, definitely. And And so, you know, advantage to youth at that point, mm-hmm. right, versus sitting around, haven't fought in a while. Now I got to come in against this young lion and try and – duke it out for 12 rounds or, or can i dance can i box for 12 rounds can i avoid mm-hmm. him every single round you wouldn't think so yeah no um do you think this fight is any different if 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 it was in a packed house it, you know it's interesting but i think it would be um there'd be a difference with lopez probably uh-huh. especially if it's a pro lopez crowd uh-huh. which more than likely if it was fought here in the united states it would be a pro lopez uh-huh. crowd so i think it could be Simply yeah. because I think Lopez feeds off of the energy and feeds yeah. off of the emotion, whereas Lomachenko is going to go in there, punch the clock, and kind of do what he's got to do. Mm-hmm. And I do think that in Teofimo's case, the crowd can maybe lift him, right? Yeah. Maybe a notch or two more than what he thought he had in him. No, yeah. Um, so what, what was our uh, – I remember you uh, mentioned our early predictions. Yeah, yeah. So you know? we so we, uh, so we both have um, – so we both have them uh, – uh, we both had Teofimo okay. in a in a decision. In a decision is okay. what we both had. Yes. Okay. Both 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 in a decision. So, um, all right. That being said, okay. Uh, your call first. Any change since um, then? This, by the way, we made those uh, predictions. Okay. How long ago was that? We made those predictions, and here's the thing, right? Um, he, he, here's the prediction. So stand by as you listen to them. Okay, stand by. All right, this is from June 22nd, Rick. Here okay. we go. Uh, I got Teofimo Lopez winning this fight. Okay. So I'm going to go with Teofimo Lopez. Oh, there you go, man. Yeah. <laughs> so those were our predictions from, uh-huh. uh, from June 22nd okay, of this year. So has anything changed, Mr. Prado? 
Uh, no. You're I free still, to change, by the way. You're free to change. Yeah, I'm free to change. You know, I I, I listen to um, you know, a bunch of trainer videos. Yeah. You know, Freddie Roach. Yeah. Um, Who's picking them? Have you Robbie found Garcia. Have you found anybody that's? I picked? was unable to find anybody. Yeah. To pick Teofimo Lopez. Yeah. Um, every trainer video that I saw, all took Lomachenko. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, it, it didn't sway me. Yeah. I I think uh, Teofo, Teofimo is gonna have the power. To catch him, hurt him, and um, you know, if he can knock him out, maybe. But but I I, I see it going to a decision. Teofimo being able fast enough, strong enough, to you know win rounds, put him in the bank, and um, I got you know, it'll be a close fight. But I got Teofimo probably seven rounds to five. Yeah, you know, in a unanimous decision. You know. Um, the, you know, we didn't bring this up, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, Teofimo is from Brooklyn. Yeah, you know, that's it, right. It's rough. Yeah, yeah you know, that's it, right. Uh, my, my, yeah. my dad's from Brooklyn. That's right. Grew up in Brooklyn. That's exactly right. You know, yeah. a lot of the toughest fighters. Could relate to them, yeah. Come, Some of the toughest podcasters, from, too. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, that's that, that that's who I've got. Uh, you know, I I was starting to doubt my pick. Yeah. You know, a little yeah. bit, but. Uh, yeah. But you're an expert yourself. Yeah. I'm an expert myself. You know, these knuckleheads yeah. are not always right. So, you know, what do they know? Yeah. You know, it's so. True. Um, yeah. I'm going to stick with Teofimo Lopez, not sway from my vote. I'm even putting my undefeated. Yeah. Prediction. Yeah. Record on the, on line. the line. On the line. Wow. On the line. And I'm going yeah. with, with the four to one underdog. Wow. Yeah. I mean, of course, I lost my undefeated when uh-huh. I took. Uh, Ruben Villa last Friday. Yeah. Although, of course, at the betting window, yeah. I tried to hide my ticket, but uh-huh. I had uh, Emmanuel Navaretti on my ticket, yeah. right, for 100 bucks. <laughs> okay, yeah, which questions my integrity when I'm calling fights, right? Yeah. Here's the thing, Rick. So I'm going to change my pick slightly, uh-huh. okay? And when I mean slightly, what I mean is I've got Teofimo by TKO. Okay. I do. And I can I, see that. I think that, yeah, because we, we, don't see T, we don't see Loma certainly knocking him out. Not going to no, happen. Not going to happen. Um, I just, I believe in this kid. Yeah. Right. Maybe. And again, I had an opportunity to, to chat with him for a bit at the Pachanga, mm-hmm. took a picture with my son, which, and that's not it, right? I'm not going to yeah. get swayed by that. You take a picture with me. You're going to, you're going to win your next fight. No. Um, he's very disciplined. He's very focused. He's had a very turbulent out of the ring, um, life, you know, mm-hmm. which is chronicled, right? With his wife and family not being happy. He's mentally clear now. Yeah. He's as mentally clear as he's ever been. Okay, I've watched fighters for quite a while. I told yeah. you, just reading there, Alexis Arguello. I think he's a special and unique talent. So I've got him winning by TKO. I think he hurts the smaller man, mm-hmm. and I think that um, unlike um, Rocky Four, mm-hmm. I think this time it's the Russian trainer who comes in and stops the fight. Yeah, um, and saves Lomachenko early, late, or. Um, I'm thinking nine or ten. Nine or ten. Nine okay. or ten round TKO is what I'm thinking. Yeah, I do. And here's the thing: um, it's not as if Teofimo is going to be winning. He could easily be down. He could uh-huh. easily be losing the fight. Right. And Six to three, seven to two, five four, whatever it is, and he's going to catch him. Arguello won a lot of fights like that, by the mm-hmm. way, because Arguello just had a phenomenal. Um, uh, physical condition. So yeah. you know, a lot of times the judge, yeah, he, he'd be losing the fight two to three. And I think the same thing is going to go here. I think that he is going he may be losing. In fact, he is, I'll say it right now, he's probably going to be losing on the cards. Yeah. He's probably going to be down a round or two. 
and then he's going to catch him. And everything is going to change because all of a sudden Lomachenko has never been hit with this sort of thunder before. Yeah. Okay. And and then what are you going to do? Now it's time to fight. Mm-hmm. Right. When you're trapped in a corner, literally, right, and you're in a cage, you got no choice but to fight. Well, now you're fighting with an abs- with a 23 year old beast. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Who's yeah. going to be re-energized? Yeah. And I, I think and I think he has the ability to close the show, man. No, yeah, I can definitely see that. You know, the, the, he's going to have the power advantage, and um, you know, it, it, it's going to have to be something like that. Um, yeah, I don't see a Lomachenko knockout. You know, I, I, I could see Lomachenko. You know, if he's able to stick to his plan and 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 Teofimo doesn't land, but I think he's going to be able to land. Well, that's the thing is, yeah. who, who's got the better chance of executing their game plan? Okay. Yeah. Could, could can Lomachenko execute his game plan of boxing him for twelve rounds? Right, picking his shots, kind of a Leonard Hagler. It's fight, gonna be hard to do it right? for twelve rounds. That's the thing. You know. And here's the thing. You know, look based on the uh, Leonard Hagler fight. Hagler was not a one punch mm-hmm. knockout artist. Okay. Hagler beat you by simply wearing you down yeah. because of his better physical conditioning and the fact that he was just an amazing volume puncher over twelve mm-hmm. rounds. Tiafimo has thunder. In those hands, that's the difference maker. Okay, and, you know, I, I was just thinking too. Lomachenko may make a mistake in this fight. Yeah, this is a big night for boxing. You know, it's this is going to be prime time. ESPN, a lot of eyes. Yes, Lomachenko is going to want to impress. Right. You know, he's that's not right. going to want to go out there and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, yes, pitter pat around and 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 you know, I think he he's going he may try to close the show. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, yeah, and, 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 and he may make a mistake because yeah. of that, because of that, and the fact that, you know, uh, Teofimo's gotten under his skin, mm-hmm. right, and all it takes is one shot by Teofimo. Yeah. There you go, fans. There's our predictions. We still got Teofimo winning. We still got him either by decision mm-hmm. or possibly by TKO. Yep. Um, Laz has him, so, you know, we found, again, all the experts online and whatnot have, Teof- uh, have uh, Loma, mm-hmm. but the three of us. So far, have Tefimo Lopez winning. All right, folks, we'll be right back. We got a quick good stat of the week, and then we'll wrap this up. Pacific Coast Boxing, Alfonso Ruiz and Rick Prado are back with the stat of the week. So what do we got this week, Rick? So this week, uh, the heavyweight division, the most wins in title fights as a heavyweight. Most wins in title fights as a heavyweight. That's yeah. a good that the uh, that's a good one. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, you got Larry Holmes mm-hmm. who held it for a while, right? You got Klitschko, not it, right? No. You got, um, you got, you know, uh, you got uh, Tyson uh, who probably somewhere is yeah. somewhere around there. L- Larry Holmes was fourth with uh, twenty. Yeah. Uh, Vladimir Klitschko with twenty five was second. Yeah. Uh, Muhammad Ali sandwiched in between. Yep. With twenty two. Yeah. Third. Yep. But the uh, the most Wins in mm-hmm. heavyweight title fights. Yeah, was Joe Lewis with yeah. twenty seven. Wow, that's incredible, and, and it makes sense, right? Because of his longevity mm-hmm. and the number of of title fights that he had. I mean, think about that, twenty seven times, right? You're yeah. saying now, th- and that doesn't go into whether he was defending or fighting for it. Doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Title right? fights. Bottom line yeah. is that there was a champ heavyweight championship on the line on the in twenty seven yeah. fights, and you think about that, right? Oh no, no, he won. Yeah, twenty-seven times in okay. title fights. He won twenty-seven. Um, yeah, okay. it doesn't say how many he lost, you know, but I'm assuming right when he lost to um, 
Rocky Marciano right, you know, right. title was on the line. Okay, but 27 times yeah. the record is for winning. Winning. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, again, right, There's um, that's the number of fights. That's a career for a lot of fighters. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 27 right. fights and, uh, you know. And and he would be undersized in today's heavyweights, by the way. Yeah. You know, would, wouldn't would, wouldn't be huge, but, man, the guy could fight. And, um, Go yeah, ahead. 12 years, you know, it was th- from 1937 to – 1949, he was fighting uh, in title fights. Yeah, and that goes, that goes in. I said earlier with the longevity, yeah. goes to show you, because in, and especially at the heavyweight division. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then of course they kept bringing him back and, you know, against fights yeah. that he probably should have never fought. Yeah. Right? But, yeah. all right, that's a good stat of the week, man. Um, you said Klitschko was in there, right? Yeah, he was uh, second on the list. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. more modern, right? You said yeah. something in the 2000, 2000. He, from, from two thousand. He fought from two thousand, or he had heavyweight title fights from two thousand to two thousand fifteen. Yeah, and that's the Klitschko that's up for the Hall of Fame. Yes. Yeah. So I mean, there the you go, brother. right? Right. So I mean, there you go, right? When we're talking about Hall of Fame, mm-hmm. right? Second most wins in heavyweight championship fights, Vladimir Klitschko. Yeah. Right. So I mean that you know, kind of stamps the fact he's, that he is a Hall of Famer. He is a Hall of Famer. But yeah, it, you could uh, say, right, again, there wasn't a lot of heavyweight competition during uh-huh. that 2000, 2015, because it was after Larry Holmes, after Mike Tyson, and then you kind of had the Klitschko's, and then, of Big course, Lowell. Lennox Lewis yeah. kind of came yeah. mid uh, after that, right, mm-hmm. and kind of, you know, mixed things up. All right, folks, we'll be right back. Close out the show, Pacific Coast Boxing. All right, Alfonso Ruiz, Rick Prado. Rick, what a show, man. No, yeah, it was great to hear from from Laz and uh, break down the uh, – we all break, broke down the uh, Lopez-Lomachenko uh, fight. Yeah, I mean, and and again, you're right, so we had uh, Laz on. We talked mm-hmm. about the fight. And by the way, I got to mention that because we had Laz on, we made a commitment that we're going to support um, an organization – that helps victims of sex trafficking and that is survivor to leader Mm -hmm. so we're going to be making a donation on behalf of pacific coast boxing to them so i'm pretty excited you know i think i mentioned to you that i had reached out yeah um somebody that i had you know met years a couple years ago but anyways um really excited about that so i wanted to wait until we actually got like we had to earn it no hopefully we get alex roach and we we keep going with that rick no great cause you know it's good to hear yeah absolutely so i'm gonna do that um, and then, of course, we got the fight coming up this Saturday, the mm-hmm. 17th. By the way, we didn't mention, got to figure out where we're both going to be. Yeah. Not sure if, what your plans are, but uh, well, I'll, I'll in, be around. I'm definitely in town. Yeah. Are you? Okay. In yeah. I'm in town too. In fact, um, I will definitely be here. Maybe uh-huh. we watch it at Standing, or we'll figure that out uh-huh. as we go. Um, we have the Gervonta Davis and um, Leo Santa Cruz the Santa Fr- Cruz fight coming up. That's and Halloween, which is on a Saturday. Mm-hmm. But we got a lot more stuff happening in between, yeah. folks. Don't forget, uh, follow us um, Pacificos Boxing on iTunes. Give us a follow; it helps to get our name and our uh, podcast kind of up there. Mm-hmm. Send us an email, Pacificos Boxing uh, Counterpunch. I'm sorry at PacificosBoxing dot com, and then of course our Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, at Pacific Coast Boxing, got a really good um, comment the other day. A uh, gentleman or the really liked the show. Uh-huh. Really appreciate that. Right, it tells us that we're heading in the right direction. Yeah. And anything else that you guys want us to talk about, obviously we'll have our core topics. But you know, the show's for you guys, the fans. So hopefully you guys are enjoying it. 
Yeah, no, definitely. All right, that'll do it, Rick. Let's do it. Next time we talk, next Monday, we'll know uh, whether or not our predictions came true or not, man. Yeah, definitely. It, it, Loma. Fired up, and uh, I just, I just, I'm hoping for a great fight this weekend. I think it will be. Yeah. Either way, it's going to be something we talk about. Folks, we'll talk to you soon. Can't wait. Hit us up. Talk to you soon. Bye.